welcome to another episode of After School Anime Club. I'm your host, Max Newland. Uh, and with me today, as always, he's got the power over life and death and possibly also hot dogs. It's Max Kostrak. Yeah! yeah! Nice. Hello. <laughs> and she's been trapped in a dungeon with nothing to do but work out. It's Stevie Matos. I am so buff. Not really. Huge. Enormous. Huge. Enormous. Incredible. The gains. The gains. They're just so... My muscles got muscles. Ay. And they are an interdisciplinary artist working in theater, games, and visual art. They do a lot of graphic design work for the Moonshot Network. Oh. And they've previously been featured on episodes of Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends and Champs in the Making, both great Moonshot podca- podcasts. It's Caro Assertion. Hello. Hello. Thank you all for having me on for this uh, for this episode of After School Anime Club. Well, welcome to the club. Pop your feet up on one of the school desks here in the room. Uh, our faculty sponsor is never here. So actually, here's the thing. You you gesture to the desk, but it turns out I'm sitting there. Oh, and not well, don't Kara. put your feet on that desk. Not that one. Because usually I'm up at the front of the class. I'm the one who has a little presentation Wait. for you. But I'm actually going to take a seat with you guys. I love that there's a TTRPG like layout on this. I've really never thought mm-hmm. that hard. I love y'all's investment. That's cute. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and and I'm joining you guys today. Welcome. Oh, welcome. You're going to roll down in, here in the dirt with us? Yeah, thank yes. you for coming down from your lofty throne to hang out with us. With us, uh, this us, us fucking like low lives, us fucking us fucking peasants. Royalty's made his his way down from the mountain to, to, <laughs> to dine with the peasants. How was how was Olympus up there for so long? How was it? Hmm? How was it? Come down for us. Oh, it was, it was you know, great. No geese, no cows mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. here. No spiders for you. No. All right, let's stop razzing the undercover boss. Uh, and 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 Newland, what is it we are doing? <laughs> Well, actually, I don't know what it is. That's we're a doing. lie. You know that you knew, know exactly what we're doing, Newland. Oh. <laughs> I'll jump in here because when Newland was uh, soliciting guests for the after school, uh, you know, for for guest uh, guest host guest, guest you know folks to come on the podcast, uh, I reached out and asked, um, "Hey, if you have me on, I'll I'll come up with the game for y'all <gasps> um, oh, and oh you know, take the effort off of Max <laughs> for for having to you know come up with a little thing." Um, and so I'm I'm excited to if if y'all are game for it to absolutely yeah I'm actually very hyped yes this is this is a podcast first this is our first guest game yeah what yeah well I hope y'all are are ready to get your thinking caps on and and come up with a little bit of a wordplay because the game that I've come up with for today is called After School Anime Flub. Here's how it works. Uh, I've got in front of me a list of characters and titles from different anime series, uh, but somebody misheard these while they were being written down, and so they are riddled with typos. Your challenge <laughs> is to guess the pun based on the clues that I'm going to read out for you. Fuck yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, this trio of criminals has sworn to catch that meddling Pikachu, and their oath is represented by the pendants they wear around their necks. That clue would lead to the answer Team Locket. Team Rocket? Okay. Team Locket? Oh shit, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh no. Any uh, any questions before we, we dive in? Oh man. Oh, if I forgot this is so my good. If I forgot my thinking cap, is a drinking cap acceptable? Cause I think that's gonna better equip me to fucking wipe the floor. Or be wiped on the floor. Whichever. To get wiped. Well, uh, yeah, let's uh <laughs> get let's wiped. Sounds good. Let's uh, let's jump right in. Um, oh you know, uh, yes, we can. You know, fingers on fingers on emoji. Oh, we're we'll, buzzing. Uh, oh, we're buzzing. Oh shit. Okay, hold on. Oh, no. Y'all, this is nerve wracking. I've never been on this side of it. This Whoa. is nerve wracking. Oh, 
Oh, you've, oh, never, you've, had never, to buzz. you've never buzzed oh, in yeah. And, and and oh yeah, yeah. This is this is the <laughs> horror. This is the terror I feel uh, every day, Newland, is knowing that you could be made a fool. Hope you got your deodorant on, Newland, because you're gonna sweat. You're gonna sweat today, Newland. Uh-huh. Oh, I hope your stress sweat isn't as oniony as mine, buckaroony. <laughs> Actually, hope that it is. <laughs> I hope so too. Oh, All you right. Want emojis. Uh, oh, you want an emoji? I see what you're doing here. Whatever, any anything works. You know, whatever you're you're buzzing in with. But um, our our first question: This sixty billion double dollar nuisance is sweeping across the continent. But rather than destroying buildings, he is leaving behind itchy, flaky, irritated skin. Oh. Uh, Newland, you have the buzzer first. That's Rash the Stampede, Caro? Rash the Stampede is correct. First point <laughs> goes to, to Newland. All right. Uh, second, second question here. Um, this is a magical girl series which showcases all of the sewing tricks that Usagi and her friends use to stitch together their outfits for those flashy transformation sequences. Uh, I think that's you, Kostrak? Yes. Uh, is that Taylor Moon? <laughs> Taylor Moon is correct. This is great. <laughs> wow. This game rules. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Uh, here goes number three. If you told the protagonist of this series, hey, maybe you should add some some mustard or aioli to that sandwich, he might reply by saying, no need for those condiments. I've got a spread of my own. No, damn it. Stevie, is that you? Yes, Tenchi Mayo. Tenchi Mayo, correct. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is so uh, I'm going to be thinking about Tenchi Mayo for days. <laughs> some, some very good product placement. I was really particularly proud of that one. Um, all right, score is all tied up. Here's number wow. four. Uh, this, this short-tempered woman has convinced her coworker to stop filing reports for Bernadelli Insurance until they get some proper workers' comp and a union. Stevie. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. It's, oh, no. Mil- oh, no. I don't know. It's Millie, but I don't know how to make it a pun. I'll give you give you another second here before we pass it over to Kostrak. No pass, no pass. Just go ahead, pass. Hmm. Kostrak, is that you? Is that Meryl Strike? It is Meryl Strike. Wow. Don't cross that picket line. <laughs> I forgot her last name. I was <laughs> I was too. sitting here trying to turn Meryl into the pun. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII. Strife is top of mind. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crisis core? Is that what you Yes, yes, that's, nice. that's exactly Nerd. what you're doing. Good, mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. good job, Prady. We'll talk about that about off okay. the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bringing it over to question five. This series, previously covered by the Anime Club, follows a dirtbag hero and his child sidekick being chased by bounty hunters and bargain hunters as they travel through outer space in search of some legendary retail therapy. Is that Kostrak? Yeah, I'm going to take a guess here. Is it Outlet Star? <laughs> Outlet Star is pretty good. I, I had a different answer, but I will give you I will give you the credit for that one. The answer I, I was looking for was Outlaw Store. <laughs> we'll just go fully and say it's Outlet Store. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's let's go with that. There we are. <laughs> I'm so upset. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to question six. This is a series soon to be covered by the anime club, which follows the escapades of an occult detective. And it's infamous for its product placement for hand toys that you spin around on a string. Stevie. Yo-Yo Hakusho. Yo-Yo Hakusho is correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how you know you get Newland when Newland just goes, oh, no. isn't there <laughs> a sigh? That's how you know you got them. That's how you know Newland's got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't there a yeah. character in the show that does use a yo-yo? Am I remembering wrong? Uh, I wouldn't know. I've never actually watched it. I, it's been so long, mm. I don't remember. I just remember We'll find bones. out. We'll find out in a couple of episodes, I, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Preview. 
All right. Well, uh, we are six questions in. Just checking the scoreboard. Newland, you're at one. Kostrak at three. And Stevie at two. Love it. Um, I've got three more questions here. Okay. Um, so it's still anyone's game. And these are all shows that the club hasn't covered, hasn't discussed yet. Okay. Um, right. Each of these questions Stop counts double. Okay, hard move. Oh. Double. Okay, okay, hard move. It's really anyone's know. game. Okay. Truly. It's anyone's game. Uh, question number seven. This six-episode OVA released in 2000 and 2001. It's a surrealist coming-of-age story involving robots, Vespas, rock and roll, and a bright red beverage mascot bursting through a brick wall. <laughs> is that uh, is that is that fully Kool Aid? It is fully Kool Aid. <laughs> we all three buzzed in on that one, and I just yeah. came in under the wire. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody for yeah getting getting those points in. Um, uh, moving on to to number eight. Um, this is an avant-garde series that follows a disaffected teenage girl witnessing the internet boom from her suburban home in a European country that borders on Portugal and the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, Newland. That's Serial Experiments Spain. Serial Experiments <laughs> Spain is correct. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I love that. That's it's so I'd you know, I would watch the the version of Serial Experiments Lane where it's just it's just set in a completely different country. Um, We're describing a lot of animes that I would watch. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Last question on the board here. <sighs> okay. This shoujo series is widely considered groundbreaking for its exploration of queer themes, its iconic student council sword fights, and it's bizarre cameos from a Nickelodeon cartoon character created by Jonan Vasquez. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no! I can. Can think you give of, it like, to three... me one more time? Yeah, yeah. Can we get it one? Yeah, more? I'll, I'll I'll read it one more time. This yeah. this shoujo series is widely considered groundbreaking for its exploration of queer themes, its iconic student council sword fights, and its bizarre cameos. From a Nickelodeon cartoon character created by Jonan Vasquez. I, I have the wrong half of the of what this is. Yeah. I think I have Same. the right half. I don't have yeah, I don't have the funny half. I don't have the pun. If no one speaks up, Stevie, maybe we can combine our powers at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put put two and two together here. Oh man. I don't know. Because we gotta be talking about Invader Zim, right? Yes, for, uh, okay, we're on the same the page here. It's got to be Invader Zim. Stevie, do you have the anime? I think the anime sh- the anime is either Fruits Basket or it's Chobits. Is it Fruits Basket? It might not be Fruits Basket. Now I'm, I don't now know. I'm doubting myself. Now I don't, now I, now I, don't I know. think we have uh, all struck out. <laughs> you found the point that's outside all of our Venn diagrams. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the answer that we were looking for with this one was Revolutionary Girl oh! Utena. Oh, oh my God! God. Right. <laughs> wow. I even thought Utena when you started it, but I I, I couldn't make the connection. See, you said. Mm. See, I thought when it was like shoju, and I was like, wait, shoju. I was like, wait a minute, and the first thing my brain was like, fruits basket, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know, mm. Mm. I don't know. Revolutionary Girl is. <laughs> <laughs> It's just Marco Lederoff. This know? is one of the last one, one crossovers letter. I would ever imagine. But I would, I would be there. I would be there so fast. I would be there so mm-hmm. fast. I would take that mashup so hard just to see Gur in the little dress. Mm-hmm. Yes, one hundred percent with the little cane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I watch it. I watch you got Juju right there. You know, it's basically, uh, basically the same thing. I mean, is it not? Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, it's every episode that's just about Gur. Is essentially mm-hmm. revolutionary, wow. Well, final final scores are in with these questions. Stevie, you're on the board with two. Yes. Newland with three, and yes. our winner Kostrak with five points. Good job, Kostrak. Is right. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, I've got right. the pun power. <laughs> you're a teacher for all those years. I feel you very powerful right now. I'm. You should be. ready to talk about anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We're filled, we have filled the winner with anime power, and now uh, we must propel ourselves forward into 
what is for now the last episode of our Trigun coverage this season. Oh yeah, this is the this is the final one for I am for these, tearfully uh, for waving goodbye to Vash the Stampede as he leaves on a boat. And this is yep. like the this is like the best and like the worst time to leave him. So many things have happened. Yeah, he's going through a lot. Yeah. We're leaving essentially on a cliffhanger. Absolutely we're leaving like. on a cliffhanger. We are. And I'm out of wine. Oh god. And That's you know what? Cliffhanger. We're we're there's definitely gonna be a lot of discussion about that. Um, because I have some stuff to say about about this, what we've done here. I didn't know that there were non non manga episodes. I didn't know there were anime only episodes of this series because it was only mm-hmm. twenty six episodes long and I was like, surely they're not gonna you know what I mean? Surely, surely there's not going to be a bunch of filler mm-hmm. episodes. But here we are, and we watched it in order. We're not going to skip filler on this show because, you know, that's yeah. that's the anime club experience. Uh, but sometimes it will surprise us. Um, I did not yeah. know this was filler. Only part of it. And, uh, oh, it was and only I'll... the first one? Only yeah. the first one was, was filler. Okay, that makes sense. One, I was yeah, going to say, the second one, second one, one could not. Point. No, second one was huge plot point, huge character development moment there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I still think we got plenty to talk about in episode one or eleven of two. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, so yes, the, uh, we watched episodes eleven and twelve of Trigon, and this is what happened. In episode 11, Escape from Pain, Wolfwood and Millie adopt a fugitive named Moore and escort, her, and escort her out of town. Meanwhile, Vash accepts a job from a high roller. The owner of the caravan, who also happens to be the father of the actual target of the people hunting Moore, Julius, her lover. Moore and Julius are planning to escape the caravan and his dad's human trafficking schemes, and Nick beseeches them to stay for the sake of the caravan. But they're unswayed and they leave anyway. Out in the desert, things start to look bad for Millie and the kids, but Wolfwood comes to their rescue just in time. Vash then hits the scene leading a pack of thugs and seemingly executes both the young lovers. Turns out they were just rubber bullets. Still not great, but okay. Nick leaves for real this time, and the rest of the gang hits the road. In episode 12, Diablo, we open on two guys who are not normal discussing a contract. Vash daydreams about a woman from his past, taking a break to entertain some kids. That is until a really fucking outrageous looking guy walks past and gives everyone the creeps. He introduces himself to Vash, telepathically, as Legato Blue Summers, and predicts Vash will die today before giving a child a hot dog. Subsequently, Vash is framed for the murder of a shoemaker. In jail, Vash has time to reflect on the events of his past before an enormous interloper named Monev destroys most of the building. The collateral damage from Monev's weaponry is enormous, and countless lives are lost in, in uh, countless lives are lost as he fires indiscriminately in an attempt to root Vash out. Vash doesn't like that, and we see what it's like when he gets serious. But memories of Ren keep him from pulling the trigger, even with the mass murderer completely at his mercy. And that is the cliffhanger we were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wild. I just laughed because I loved I loved that sentence. It's like, while while giving a girl a hot dog, I was like, dang, that yeah. really was what was happening. That, that, was the that most, is like, what happened. <laughs> that was the most wild fucking juxtaposition mm-hmm. of like crazy shit that was going on. Like it is. I, <laughs> I, I posted a clip of it in Discord, but it is incredible <laughs> that he shows up, extremely menacing, walks over to a bench, sits down, and pulls out. A hot dog, undressed, hot dog. and eats it. That's I'm gonna power. have a plain hot dog now. That's power. <laughs> no though. condiments. That's, that's so power. It's like I'm gonna telepathically yeah. tell this dude how he's gonna die, but also like have a whole hot dog, plain as fuck. Give one to a kid. Essentially, like, also having lunch. Try right also okay. having lunch right now, <laughs> but also at the same time, do y'all? What was that? The man, the Naruto kids are gonna be sad at me, but like that fucking. That fucking Shinjuku on a motherfucker make him think that like he's crushing a kid's skull and be like, just kidding, just a hot mm, dog, like mm, dog. Yes, yes, yes. The power in this man. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Yes. And for two seconds, I thought he was somebody else, and I was like, nah, he can't be somebody else. He can't. He's not the other guy. He's not the other guy. This is the kind of thing that when I'm a viewer and I'm as I'm watching this, the first thing that I'm thinking is like, 
how did, where'd this guy come from? How did he just get, why is he just here? You know, right. like what, what, mm-hmm. from what parts does this power, you know what I mean? Cause if somebody's right. a big deal, we've usually heard about them in this show. I guess That's not true. though, because, because, uh, uh, big man, big man, big man Johnson with the, with the pretty lights. BDN. He just came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> big um, Dick Neal? Big Dick Neal. He just came out of nowhere. So maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know. <laughs> big Dick Neal. Um, so this, that's actually honestly my my biggest qualm with this show um, is that it does character development, but whenever it wants. <laughs> um, yeah. It really does character yeah. development whenever it wants because that was a thing that I mentioned. I wrote down. I didn't mention. It's not like I just, I've been talking about it for 20 minutes. But that's the thing I'm, I've noticed. And like, um, I actually honestly took, I, realized I was annoyed about it. I was like I don't really like Meryl and it's not that I don't like Meryl it's the fact that it's like we don't we don't really know necessarily why Meryl reacts to Vash the way we do like it's easy to assume that Meryl has a crush on Vash without like but it's trying to put the job first but we never ever have that moment we never see her actually do that and have that internal struggle of being like i think he's a really good person i think he's great but i'm here for the job because she just always actually like she hates him all the time but then she gets really nervous about his well-being and it's like but if you only care about the job then you don't need to care if he lives or dies actually you should mm. be hoping that he dies because then he stops making you do your mm-hmm. job like you have to stop filing following this man around and filling out insurance claims on behalf of your job right which is a tedious process or just say fuck the job and like like the guy because like that's the thing we kind of see that especially in episode 11 how she's Uh like i'm gonna shoot you i'm gonna stop this stuff and then she like gives up and it's like why would you if you know you can't have it all why would you right why Mm -hmm. would you even threaten Mm -hmm. him with the gun if you know he's not gonna do nothing about it like if you know he's gonna be like you ain't gonna do nothing about it meryl like i wish that's one thing all that to say (laughs) i just wish that we got more insight into more key players, like in a more intimate yeah. way to help explain yeah. the actions that they do, you know, during episodes. We don't get that a lot. Yeah. And sometimes that that is to our disservice. The camera feels like it's, you know, not not lending that space for, you know, personal yeah. interiority in right. that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I, it's interesting that I, I agree with all of your points here, Stevie, but I also, I love that episode 11 just starts with this little internal monologue from Wolfwood. Like, as he's playing this chess game, he's just, like, looking around the room. He's just trying to look at, like, anything other than this chess game. And I, I don't know. I thought there was something fun about that. I love um, that. Yes, I think I Wolfwood is very well characterized. Um, Me too. And gets I a think lot, he's... gets a lot of those moments. Yes, uh, and I, I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes, uh, like to Stevie's point here, Meryl and Millie do end up being like a little bit of comic relief for the side for just a second, and then we're yeah. back to bat. Like we we mm-hmm. gotta get back mm-hmm. to Vash, y'all. We do not have time. Uh, right, and for like any more I guess, mm-hmm. and I guess that's me just being a woman watching anime and wanting more for women in anime. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. And it's like mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. it's that, but like I mean, because they don't get a lot of development, but they. But they're there. And oftentimes I'm like, well, with the exception of Millie, why are you here, mm-hmm. Meryl? Because most of the time I'm like, Meryl, you could go home if you're not having a good time. You can just go home. You yeah, know? Millie could handle this. Millie yeah, can handle Millie is, this. Millie is thriving. Can we we talk get about- some really good Millie Yeah, I was going to say, that yes. was one of the things I wrote. I love hey, let, let's just enter into the, let's go ahead and enter into the Millie zone, everybody. Yeah, let's just mm. listen to the Millie zone. I'm let's opening just, the door. Let's, let's go give in. Give Millie all of her flowers because Millie is so smart. And I love that Millie's. Millie's naivete does not undermine her intelligence. Um, I love right. that all the time. She chooses to. She chooses joy all the time. She's she a good person, good and she loves pudding, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. She just uh-huh. wants a simple life, uh-huh. and she also can beat your ass at chess. That was my favorite. She was like, oh, mm-hmm. here you go. Granted, I would also lose chess to a cat, so I'm really in the wolfwood camp. I get it. <laughs> she did move <laughs> one pawn, one space. Yes, yeah. it was one like, pawn. No. Wow. That cat was like... This guy was ready to give up while Nicholas was having this entire internal monologue. He's like, if this guy moves this pawn... I'm so fucked. I'm dead. I'm so fucked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I did love how, like, Wolfwood was low-key, like, if you knock over a pudding, she's gonna kill you. And just, like, let them dudes, like, knock over Millie's pudding, and she got so hot. I was like, Millie, Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel you, Millie. I'm like that. I'm like that about cake. In my fridge right now, it's rum cake. I made it from scratch. It's very good. Not from scratch. Let me not lie to you. But I made it, and it's really Mm. good. 
Mm-hmm. You got to be protective of that cake. I do. I've been having it for breakfast. It's like a baby. It's a fuck it's like baby. Like a baby. Fuck them kids. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if you all noticed it, but there was a very familiar. Uh, there was something very familiar about the character Moore in the in that first episode. Was she? Um, was the voice actor the same one who did that other kid that I couldn't stand? There's so many kids I can't uh, stand in these animes. Okay, no, I don't think so because this is a voice actor named Sherry Lynn, and she was in a little TV show called Tenchi Muyo. Uh-huh. Yeah, she plays the was voice she... of Sasami. I, I was going to say, was she, wait, I was like, wait, was she Sasami? Yeah, yes. yes. Her voice was very oh. familiar. Her voice was yeah. familiar. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. Them Romeo and Juliet ass kids, they're like, we're just going to leave town. No agenda. No idea. Mm-hmm. If we leave, that means human trafficking will stop. And I was like, thank you, Wolfwood, for saying, I need you to look at the bigger picture. <laughs> The, yeah, I mean, this gets to kind of the the central ethical question of this, like, you know, this trolley problem. You know, is it more ethical to to let the caravan die, or also, you know, if the caravan going keeps on going, it's you know, it's perpetuating human trafficking, and it's like, I don't know, it, I it's interesting looking at Wolfwood's perspective as a pacifist, right? Like that's what he he's yeah. kind of characterized himself as. And also, he says, you know, this this caravan is going to die, even if you know. But if you if you leave, you know, it's going to die. But also, he's kind of willing to look at the fact that there's you know human trafficking going on, and and I don't know. It's it's interesting to see how he kind of squares that philosophically. Right. Well, because it was like it wasn't just the caravan ending, right? It was like the town too, because the town needed the money from the caravan. Because that was its basis, mm-hmm. like that was the backbone of its economy. So he's like, you realize that it's like you you leave and you're this whole weird elaborate plot in order for the caravan to enter the city. If you leave, then the people who need the things that your caravan provides, even though your caravan is doing this human trafficking thing, won't get the things they need. So like, who's more important? Maybe you're. Maybe it's like I think I took it as at first. I was like, dang, that's kind of fucked, Wolfwood, to be like you can't mm-hmm. you. I think the human trafficking thing is a huge problem. However, I thought that I got the impression that Wolfwood is eventually like, the problem is not with the caravan. The problem was with the people who run it. And that's the person that you need to be taking up issues with, not yeah, abandoning he- everybody else. You should be, you should do something about the trafficking if that's the problem. And I like that, that I, that's what I thought Wolfwood was trying. Yeah. To that's what I, I, I wrong, think it was the idea of yeah. running away that Wolfwood yeah, was so upset with. Like, 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 to like, go back huge and fix with. this. Yeah, fix that part. And there's something to be said about the fact that this is like not just some guy who works for the company too. This is the this is the heir to the company. Yeah, yeah. Who is mm-hmm. who is talking mm. about this? Somebody who actually has a significant amount of leverage, um, with with. I mean, the he's the he's the key. He's the guy who yeah. like yeah. obviously he has, has power. His arm. Yeah, right. It's like you they can, need him. You could. Mm, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I I I see this argument a little bit more. It's like, yeah. Why are Why are you Ditching instead of using the leverage you have yeah. to to change the situation. Yeah, yeah it's like and well, it's, you do, yeah, <laughs> like Wolf would trying to get him to see that you actually do have power. You're not just some kid. You actually do have power mm-hmm. to change this. Um, and probably if even if that power is something like just telling people that is happening, because who's gonna hit? Who's gonna hurt you? You're the son of the guy who owns the caravan. Like, so, mm-hmm. real quick to 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 sort of like bring this around to the end of the episode for a second. Um. <laughs> Do they explain this away at the end? Because the kid nope. who is no. the key here gets away. So is that caravan gets now away. doomed? Is that like <laughs> the speed at which? Is me that our takeaway? Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Sorry. So they look, don't, guys. They don't address it. I didn't like this episode very much. I have oh, to no, be so real good. with you about this. <laughs> this is um, really lame. This plot was so complicated to cram into 22 minutes, and like also ended. Yeah, the, the Vash every... turn did not make. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's just biting off a little more than you can chew. I think this like it's was... a little overcomplicated. Like yes, if you look mm-hmm. at the p- general plot outline of a of a two episode of our arc of Trigun, it's usually really simple. It's usually like um, Vash and the gang are just happen to be around when some really bad guys show up, or right. Vash and the gang run afoul of some bad guys in the course of their normal stuff. Like it's not usually this involved. 
yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And not that I think there's a problem with that, uh, but but I just think that, like, you know, it's just ambitious to. I can to put very this much tell very... that it's filler. It, it, it is trying yeah. to do, I feel like, what a typical Trigon episode does, which, yes. as you said, mm. Newland is like this here's a big bad or here's a situation. But there is always like a layer of somewhat like uh, sort of showing off Vash's morality to it, right? right. Like, here's a complex yeah. moral situation. How does Vash navigate it? And maybe not and complex, th- but like yeah. somewhat challenging to his <laughs> belief set. And I would venture mm-hmm. that this one, instead of it focusing on Vash, it focuses on Wolfwood, right? Because it's a lot more about right. Wolfwood mm-hmm. having yeah, yeah, Wolfwood yeah. out of here. The only, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Newland, this is probably one of the weaker episodes we've covered on Trigun. It reminds me a lot of the, um, oh man, that was it one or two episodes? Somebody refresh my memory here, where it was like about the girl who's like, whose dad like perpetuated something horrible and like it resulted in a duel and like oh it was like his dad like her dad like took took land from people by like killing everybody yes. on it and then like taking it for yeah. themselves mm. and she decided to be like yeah. that generation that like broke that curse was that one episode or was that two that was two wasn't it that was the second half of the one where they get trapped in a bar during that's a big right that's gang right raid. so it's like yeah so i was gonna say i was like this one, this one felt like it dealt with kind of similar themes where it's like, you know, you've got this generation knows that this is an issue. Like there's a there's, the younger generation knows that the older generation's mm-hmm. committed atrocities and wants to commit themselves to to undoing that work. However, we this was poorly executed because we don't I mean, I guess I don't know if it was the writers wanting to just like not do the same story twice, but it was like, well, what mm. if they just decided not to do that? It's like, yeah, okay, well, I've already fucking read Shakespeare, mate. I don't really necessarily need to fucking watch <laughs> Romeo and Juliet and its condensed format mm-hmm. again with nobody dying at the end. So, I'm not too interested in that. And we so. don't we don't see the fallout. No, you we know, don't. we the final shot that we get is the caravan, you know, driving forward in the dust right. and they're they're sitting in their their caravan cars and it's like, okay, well, you know, you're just sort of hand waving the and, fact that And these the two dad kids knows that the son's dipped. not dead because apparently Meryl has a message from her dad, from his dad about him leaving and being free and it's like, okay, so what are you going to do about the key problem that apparently you have and like what about the human trafficking? How are you, you going to stop doing that? Yeah. Just hey, yeah, is answer. that done? Have we fixed any of mm-hmm. these problems? No, but we did see it. We did. We did get to see Vash shoot two children. So uh, <laughs> episode <laughs> is a wrap. Like yes. <laughs> and, that's it. And Wolfwood that's did it. not have to atone his sins for the to the Lord. So Wolfwood is still a holy mm. man at the end of the day, I guess. Mr. Priest, <laughs> as he is called in this episode, which Mr. I do Priest. love. Absolutely, Mr. 100%. Priest, who's who's apparently had a motorcycle this entire time. Oh yeah, the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was he doing on the bus? Yeah, he's got a motorcycle, I who's guess. Apparently had a motorcycle. Animation, animation. Maybe he just animation. found it. <laughs> Maybe that's true. Maybe and yeah. painted a cross on it and then took yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the toy company needed to sell a toy that came with a motorcycle, and I mean, they chose <laughs> it's like all cartoons in the nineties. Right, one hundred percent. We we got to give Wolfwood an accessory. Yeah, he can't just have his big cross full of guns. It can't just be the big cross. Yeah, that's a choking hazard. <laughs> yeah, truly, honestly, poke somebody's eye out with that. Absolutely, one hundred percent. This episode twelve, though, Diablo, Doctor, right? Who I thought was mm-hmm. so my favorite was that watching the the coming the coming attraction for this episode I was like Doctor Doom and then we actually get into the episode I'm like no it's Robocop <laughs> he very much he's an like, X Men villain like <laughs> yeah. he's like Judge Dread Robocop and weirdly kind of like Venom also yes he does have a bit of a Venom vibe and yeah. like a sprinkle of Bane you know. <laughs> Just a sprinkle. Something I didn't really mention um, in the recap is like the specificity of how much of Vash's backstory we're seeing. Like, this is a huge episode so for much. learning oh, stuff yeah. about Vash's stamp. Yeah, mm-hmm. huge, huge. Yeah, there were a couple lines in there that I felt like were 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 pretty big when he is is uh, remembering and dreaming uh, about Rem and all these pieces here. Like, I feel like we're on the cusp. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and also we're seeing scenes that are obviously something that happened to Vash that was very painful for him, stuff that's really difficult to dwell on. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of he, he encounters a guy 
who I don't think I was able to identify, who's just like, hey, what's uh, how's it going? And Vash is like deeply, like it seems disturbed by something he's looking at. I think yeah. he, yeah, he pairs it up with the, is it him mm-hmm. when he's trying to yeah. think about this guy who threatened him? Like, is yeah. that the same yeah. guy? Which could be huge. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we also got a vision of something like a giant skull. Did you all catch this one? This was rapid fire. This is when yes, Legato was being it was introduced. When Legato was walking mm, by, mm-hmm. when Legato was walking by, I think that I thought that was part of Legato's outfit. Is that well, say I was thinking the, the same thing. I was thinking the implication here is that he's Jacket. got a big skull under that shoulder pad. Under that yeah, shoulder under pad. That shoulder yeah, under that shoulder pad. Yeah. Um, I just love that his name is is Slow Blue Skies. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great. Slow, mm. slow mm-hmm. what is it? Slow Blue Summer? Legato Blue Summers. The names in the show. Slow Blue Summer. What a Legato name. Legato Blue Summer. Mm-hmm. Slow Blue Summer. I love that. Uh, and the okay. villain, too, because uh, I thought it was really interesting that the villain is Monev the Gale, which is very much like the Stash, the, the, you know, the Sim- human typhoon. Yeah, the human typhoon. That's really mm-hmm. cool. I love that. I just, I want to know, I wish we knew if Legato... And or va- well, we have we have absolute with the with the the mystery of episodes nine and ten being revealed. Um, that Vash is not completely a fully a human with having a literal yes. gun. Um, uh, mm-hmm. man, that was point for point for my robot theory. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. like, uh, is is Vash an android? Is this still begs the question because him and Legato were able to have a whole conversation telepathically, and nobody else has shown affinity for this. This entire they're on that Wi-Fi. <laughs> they're on that Wi-Fi. Yeah, Vash was not really like he was stunned by this guy, but not by the act of telepathically communicating. Right, that was very right. normal for his ass. He was oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. Like he know like, he was able was to thing- talk back immediately. Mm-hmm. Yes, a thing that I wrote was like I was impressed by this. I was not impressed, but I was like, huh. One, I just liked the way that it was animated, like the 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 frame of like Legato walking by and like Vash being like yeah. frozen. And I was like, at first uh-huh. I thought it was fear, and then I realized it wasn't fear; it was recognition. And I was like, ooh. Uh-huh. How you know That's him? Cooler. How you know Slow Blue Summer? How you know a Slow Mr. Slow Blue Summer? They're really being set up here as having a history, and mm-hmm. you know, even even just in like looking at the the wardrobe, like that was one of the things I, I took notes on. Like they they are they are pulling from the same world of fashion. Like you know, all of yeah. the other characters <laughs> have these weathered clothes. Um, you know, they're they're worn down, but Vash and Legato, like you look at the cuts of their jackets. They're both in the, the same ribbing. JRPG. Exactly, yes. exactly. Hey, and it's and like they're they're set up to have that history in a way we haven't seen from the other. Right, character. right. Absolutely. There's also a suggested duality between them in terms of um color scheme, blue and yes. red. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as well as Legato meaning slow and vash. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna reaching here, but vash rhyming with dash. I'm it is a I fast know, but... name, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. It's I mean, a fast only, name. The stampede. I mean, he's fast. The stampede. The, the stampede. concept of a stampede, yeah. right? Like vast stampede versus you know, like the 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 concept of going you know recklessly and going quick, whereas like you know something slow and languid, you know, like yes, Gato Blue yes. Summers. He's methodical, and that was a thing that a big key for me that made me go. <laughs> I like looked up from you know being a wine mom that I'm not fucking kids. Um was when he was like, oh, is this something from him when he's talking to Dr. Doom when he's in the prison just getting swole? And I was like, oh, is who I think is your boss? Is your boss who I think it is? <laughs> who, is pop- who was possibly the dude in the flashback? Which would be very exciting. Mm. I forgot that he had that much power. Yes. Mm. Because they referred to someone, so he referred to someone called the Master. The Master, right? yeah. The oh, master. Right, 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 right. Hey, real yeah. quick, uh, to interrupt us here, <laughs> Garo, you have posted in the Discord. This I've is, posted a picture. This, in the is, chat. Legato this is Legato to me. To... Will you describe what you have posted here? Uh, I have posted a picture of uh, Seto Kaiba <laughs> from Yu-Gi-Oh. I feel the same way, Caro. Just so you know. It's really, it's really close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it startled me. Oh no. <laughs> Legato so has very screw the rules. I have money energy. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> he's, uh-huh, uh-huh. he's like, my daddy has three yachts. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Uh, I think it's very cool that he has this. Uh, it, at least I'm, I was glad to hear, Max, I think you were the one who described it in this way. Like, like, 
I think it's very neat that, so he has telepathic abilities, obviously. This thing he does where he seems to like inject an image into Vash's mind. Yeah. That is not, Mm -hmm. that doesn't comport with reality. Like that's very neat to me. And he seems to, he suggests that he has power over life and death, could kill everybody in this town before Vash could do anything about it. Um, I don't know. I'm just, a, a very tantalizing hook has been, has been baited. For me, right? Specifically. Like they, yeah, I, they I establish agree. him as like the bad guy. Like he's a mini boss. Yeah. Like for sure. Well, th- mm-hmm. this is like, the first time I think we've seen Vash pushed. I mean, oh, yeah. really and truly, right. he's such a truly. fucking like Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes guy. Even when things get serious, like most episodes, I've I've kind of like had this casually sitting back and waiting for Vash to do something. Um, yeah, and and there's no uh-huh. real danger to him. It feels like, and this one. Um, he was scared. Yeah. Yes, like the the PTSD this man had to go through this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like up until this point in the series, like Vash's, you know, his his ability to defeat these million to one odds, like you know, he he's outnumbered, he's outgunned, and he always comes out on top. And it's been, you know, it's it's taken more of a dramatic turn, but it's always kind of had that that goofiness and lightheartedness and legato comes in as like another character who is like operating at the same power level as vash yeah but with you know this malice and it immediately changes the tone not just of this episode but of the world as a whole it's like oh there are these other people out here who have as much power as vash but they're you know, not using it to spread that love and peace. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I think, think it's like it's this party's over moment. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Time to get serious. The thing Holy that shit! Makes it, that makes Vash like you know stop fucking around about this, about these people specifically, about Marv and about Legato. Is that Marf. the enemies? He's Marv. Is that his name? Merv. <laughs> Monev. 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 Uh, no, it's Marv now. To me, it's yeah, Marv. Yeah, we are now calling him Marv. We got Big This is Marv Neil. to me. We got Marv. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. That's They're the wet bad. bandits. These yeah, I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. But, like, I think the thing about that, I think it's, I think what it is is that before people who were coming for Vash were just people, were just normal people, right? And I think mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. to be Some like thugs. Vash is, yeah, like I'm not to be like Vash is an elephant, but we all are aware that elephants think that like elephants look at humans the way humans look at puppies. We know this, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. okay. and that yeah. that is right. absolutely Vash's like toying with everyone he fights. Right, and it's more mm. like it's like stop, please, 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 please. You can't if you tried. I know you're trying your best, and that's not good enough. <laughs> please stop. Um, you know, kind of thing. Like that's how he's like. I don't want to hurt other people because I really can hurt other people. You know, but now he's up against right. people who can and will and do hurt other people like these are people who who can absolutely hurt him and hurt others and will hurt others with reckless abandon those people yeah. who know how powerful they are and do not care mm-hmm. and those are the yeah. people he's like oh no these are a problem see when marv i was gonna say merv it doesn't matter i don't know his name when mm-hmm. um when merv was like marv was like I'm going to fuck up everything. And he was like, absolutely. And Vash didn't get like, oh, I got to kill this guy. It's more like I've got to defend the town from all these other people. Hence him trying to get out of town. Right. And then he was like, oh, no, you're trying to defend all these people. Well, let me make them indefensible. Let me kill them for you real quick. Let me get them out of your way. He wrecks straw. He he levels half of the town. He levels half of the Mm -hmm. fucking town. Like, just to be like, oh, you think that saving them is going to save you and it's like damn and that's what makes vash be like oh wait you know vash understanding innately that these people are not here to fuck around and these people have no care for human life because those are the people that vash doesn't like to fuck with right Mm -hmm. absolutely and Mm -hmm. if vash rises up out of the rubble with essentially a different animation style and team yeah (laughs) like he comes Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. in in serious mode like i was like oh shit I was like, oh shit, blue eyes, white dragon activated. Let's go. The weights are coming off. Yeah. <laughs> the weighted training clothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a huge transformation that he undergoes in this episode. It, not only the, the, the animation style, he behaves completely differently. Everybody's commenting on it. Like Millie, Millie and Meryl are quite disturbed 
by yeah. by his behavior. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we do see possibly what went on with his arm at the other at the end of the other episode where his like his wrist detaches into a gun and at, which I think is very fun because his yes. hand is still there holding like trigger. a trigger for yeah. it. It's holding the trigger. Yeah. yeah. Very cool, very fun. Uh, but he still is not able to pull the trigger, even though he gets Monev completely flat-footed, utterly at his mercy. And he is, you look at his face, he was ready to do it. I mean, it was, he, was, oh, yeah. he, was, he was a right second there. away from pulling that and trigger. And the only reason why he didn't was because he begged for his life. Like, that's the reason. Mm. Like, it's that. And, like, I find it interesting. It doesn't bother me that he doesn't kill him. Um, I think it was it's a more I interesting that, decision. I think. Yeah, I think it's an mm-hmm. interesting decision, but I think it's I I I didn't like. It was just sad. It's like this. I thought that it's one of those things where it's like I wrote um how interesting I found that Rem Rem is more than just like Vash's guiding light as like a, right. was a influential mm-hmm. person in his in his life. Rem is also like literally the core of his moral compass. Like Rem is like this magnet of his moral compass. And like, even if this person like his, his, like this choice he has, he's made is absolute. Even though this person leveled half of a town, killing multiple people, like dead bodies, y'all. We saw lots of dead bodies. Dead children. Mm -hmm. Dead kids. Like killed half of a town with reckless abandon with the intent of killing him. Right. Like he still has to, he is, he has, he has promised this person that he would never take a life. And so even if this person deserves it per corporal law or corporal punishment, he still has to forgive this individual and has a whole breakdown about it at the end of the episode. Like, yeah, how can something be so, be -hmm. so restricting and be so traumatizing, right? This loss of this person, but like still needing to honor this memory, the grief. And Agreed. something that is so interesting about the way that's framed to me is is one of the lines he has as it near the end. I was of the just episode. about to say that, Caro. You're yeah. probably hitting on the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, it was. I believe if I shot him now, you would really die. Like he's, Fuck, he's making that direct address. Yeah. Like he's he's speaking mm-hmm. to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like so long as his streak remains pure, he he doesn't have to mourn the this the person. death of this person who is really truly important to him. Yes, mm-hmm. he can. Yes. He can. He's like keeping her alive by yes. maintaining that promise. So it's not. Yep. It's more mm-hmm. than just I made a promise. It's like to me, she is still alive right now, and if I kill someone, I'm killing her, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, whoo, the devil's the it's double-sided powerful. knife of like grief, right? Like it's like, geez, absolutely. Like, like, oh man, like how it can harm you. Like this is the show in its element. I feel. I feel like it, yeah. it is mm-hmm. these moments where we see Vash push and we come to the edge of like the, the moral question. Uh, it's, it's really good. I like it. Yeah. Trigun's yeah. great. It's, it's really interesting seeing this episode back to back, I think with um, escape from pain and, you know, some of the other episodes that have happened, you know, earlier in the season, I, you know, I, I feel like, and it's been a minute since I've seen some of the other episodes, but I feel like Trigun is making this like, rhetorical argument about like who is allowed to be innocent and what happens when innocence is taken Mm. away from us yeah like we see a lot of kids we see a lot of these young lovers we see these children you know we we were just talking about millie as this character who is innocent or you know is is not going to let the the harshness of the world deprive her of joy and i feel like i don't know this this moment feels like a a thesis of yes absolutely and yeah. to even go beyond that it's not even that millie doesn't have that joy there's this whole little arc in in episode 11 with um uh oh, what's his name nicholas uh wolfwood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he is like look looking to millie and and being like oh you're better than me <laughs> yeah he says he says yeah. he says in that she does everything i can't like it's no big deal at yeah. all yeah yeah that's the line mm-hmm. um so 100 percent, i think yeah because it's like she and and millie lives by the credo of like my big sister said if somebody needs help you help them and it's just like it's like one of sorry to dip back into the millie zone for a moment but yeah the fact that she has 10 siblings 10 siblings Mm -hmm. 10 siblings and the youngest i mean that's my mom except that she's not nice Mm. but like i love you mom that's my mom so she's not nice but i love you mom (laughs) 
she's <laughs> no, she is also number 11 but yeah like she's just she refuses she's nice but then also to bring that back into number 12 right how that flashback with vash and rem and he's talking about the world he's on now i saw a dry planet where everything and everyone's hearts were dry and i didn't understand how they could live there and rem's answer was kind of wacky but at the same time it was just like like she kind of shows him it wasn't wacky. It was just very disjointed. She was mm-hmm. like, well, I just think that living is a clean, sun life. I was like, I didn't really do anything, but okay, live your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're mm-hmm. dub. I got to watch this in the sub because this is wild. Um, Where she essentially is like, but I think that he, because he was like, I don't understand how people want to get up and live in a, in a place like that. And she was like, I think that every day is essentially, like she was essentially saying like every day is a blessing, which gave him this new perspective on life. And also is seeing that he was a really serious person at one time. So like to think, yeah, you yeah. know, if any, if anybody ever has a deal with mental illness, not to really get into the weeds or TMI about that. But like if somebody is constantly in a dark or like super serious place all the time or whatever, the amount of energy it takes to choose joy. I like, you know, like how much effort does that man have to put in every day just to wake up and be a Bugs Bunny ass motherfucker like he is all the time? You know, that's what makes him. That's yeah, that's what makes him such a strong willed character. Uh, mm-hmm. The realization there that, you know, hey, uh, Vash has some fucking demons. Yeah, for right. real. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing mm-hmm. funny about it. There's nothing like th- this isn't he's a funny guy, but the stuff that happened to him is not funny. And it's right. not, you know, it's not to be made light of. It, he doesn't make light of it because he just doesn't get into it like this. All of this is such a defense mechanism. Well, I imagine mm-hmm. it, it's it's being used in some ways as a defense mechanism, you know. Right. He, this sort of gleeful abandon with which he does his Bugs Bunny shtick right. that we haven't seen in a while, honestly. Like the Bugs Bunny stuff. Uh, no, I got to I got to correct it's you been, there. No, uh, a little bit. Oh, right yeah, at the okay, beginning right. of this episode of Twelve, he gets a basketball stuck in his mouth. <laughs> Can we talk about how hard that kid threw that basketball to not only knock him over but break? Nailed him. So good because he's in the middle of one of his REM flashbacks. Like he's like having this moment and then he gets beamed in the face immediately with this basketball. Talking about how blue the sky is looking like looking like handsome Squidward and just takes a whole fucking ball to the face. It was amazing. And just sucks it in and has this whole dumb shit about try this shit at home, kids. It was so stupid. I did love that he said, do try this at home. That was do very funny. Try this home. Mm-hmm. And then at the mm-hmm. end of episode 11, when Wolf would realize, because, you know, the whole rule in anime is if you don't see a dead body, they're not dead. So it's just like the whole when Wolfwood was like, oh, these are rubber bullets and like went to shoot at him. He's like, no, don't shoot me. He's too close. That hurts. So he's definitely on his Bugs Bunny shit. Just not not a lot. Okay. I spoke mm-hmm. out of turn. It's all right. He did. It's okay. <laughs> he was absolutely. Um. Also, Lightbug's bunny shit running out of the. Did anybody see him Heisman that dude through the window? Cause that shit, that shit tickled my fucking funny bone so hard when he was trying to run out of the town and the guy poked his head out. He goes, "Nope." And just oh yeah, yeah. that guy mm-hmm. back into Get the inside. And threw Lock the old man into a Close couch. Onto a couch, through an open window. It was very good. I loved that. Anyway. Uh, a question we should have asked earlier, um, considering, because uh, uh, Carol, you've seen all of of Trigun, right? What is your what is your relationship originally with Trigun? Yeah, so this is these episodes. It's actually really interesting to to have joined you for eleven and twelve. Um, as a high schooler in my in my uh, after school anime club, um, we watched. Uh, I believe it was up to. I can't remember whether it was like episode eight episode nine something like that we i think we got you know a little taste of wolfwood mm. um and you know we we were watching like one episode a week we had a couple other shows we were watching at the same time skipped a couple weeks here and there so i i had fond memories of you know this this first section of trigon um and when i heard that y'all were, were watching i was like oh i should i should catch back up and also watch ahead and so i i have seen the whole series at this point but this this turning point and you know these these kind of episodes 11 and 12 um were were really this was this was the period when i was watching it by myself i was like oh we're in we're in some new territory here um and i i feel like it it really is reflective of like oh this is a this is indicative of kind of a turning point in the season mm. ooh that's a really interesting point then i think for us to to have left off uh, for this season, our discussion of Trigon, that makes me think like, 
and makes me very much want to make sure we revisit Trigun again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah continue absolutely. Setting yourselves up in that way, yeah. It, this has been, yeah, we, I, I can't live with this, with this cliffhanger forever. So um, <laughs> if none of us picks it for our vanity pick, I urge you fans, please vote Trigun. <laughs> And when the season <laughs> two survey comes three out, three seasons in a row. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I'll watch it. I don't give a fuck. I watch this shit all the time. Fucking love it. Love as long as we're watching anime and we're here talking about it, I think we're gonna have a good time. Real I think we're gonna talk. have a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna have a great time. Uh, and I'm gonna have a great time because after we've wrapped up this episode, the next anime on the lineup. Is the return to the one and only Tenchi Muyo? Heck yeah, Tenchi Muyo! Oh. Let's go. <laughs> New one's gonna be in his element. I am so ready. I'm gonna so be right ready. back. Who picked this one? Who picked this oh, one? I wonder. Who, who, who could say? possibly? I think say. it was Newland. I could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe it was Maybe. me, but I don't know. Maybe it was Newland. Um. Anyway, we're gonna be coming back in with the first two episodes of the second OAV. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching on Funimation. That's what they call Tenchi Muyo episodes eight and nine. Yeah, that's right. Eight and this nine. Is all, it's all um, wild. There's going to be some weird stuff in there, but hey, you know, it's a mixed bag. Um, <laughs> but it's really good. You know, there's all kinds of there. weird Ryoko's stuff. I there. just call that podcast fuel. I just call that yeah. podcast fuel. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that's just, that's just more material for the pod. Fresh for the mill. Yeah, exactly. Fresh bones for the podcast mill. Mm. Throw that in there. You got some soup. You got a stew going, baby. (laughs) You've got a soup started, friend. There you go. We love it. We love our podcast. Soup. Good soup. Tasty. Um, I love anime soup. Sorry. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) That was nothing. Anime soup? Isn't that just food wars? I mean, okay. If if you've already brought us there, Max, you you recall the, the restaurant Super Saiyan correct yes uh, <laughs> uh any <laughs> listeners who were with us back in the dragon ball z zenkai boost days might know that i visited a dragon ball z themed um uh ramen shop in orlando florida hell yeah and it was actually huh. pretty good i love yeah. that super saiyan that's so good yep all right that's so good. Uh, well, thank you, Carol, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you uh, for coming. Thank you for having me. This was a real, real delight. Like I, you know, said at the end, like this, this is, uh, this was kind of new territory for me as far as where where we are in Trigon, and so it was uh, exciting to to revisit it and exciting to to be on the pod. So it was a real game, game changer. You bringing the, the the guest game is so good. revolutionary. God, I love it was that. so nice Ooh. to not have to come up with a game this week. Like, <laughs> I could get used to this. All right, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what did what did Newland do with those extra six hours that he you know, the usual? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, truly. <laughs> I put so much time. Read a book. It's crazy. Took a nap. If you want to use after school anime flub, uh, you go go right ahead. Those are all the only questions okay. that I wrote, but that's that's one you can stick in your pocket if you Thank want. You. We'll see. We'll so see what happens. means it's come to the, you've, uh, you've <laughs> it's done get out of here <laughs> done. you've come to another Go! end of another episode we're really glad that we that you were here with us i'm gonna do my best not to get confrontational this time um, hey no no, no 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 everybody everybody stop for a second take a deep <laughs> breath can we all just maintain control Carol, I'm sorry you have to be here for this. Sometimes we get a little aggressive at the <laughs> end of the show. Not. Yeah. I will not and we're not doing that this time. We're I all breathing. In fact, I'm going to bring, I feel like I'm maybe a couple of layers too yeah. high right now. Yeah. I'm going to settle down. I refuse. One step at a time. Frankly, and now we're going to walk through the end of the show. Newland, will you, you pick it up right where you were. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow the show, <laughs> 
We're on Twitter at Anime Club Pod. We're on TikTok at After School Anime Club. We're on Instagram. I forget what it is, and I'm sorry is about it, that. I'll figure is it, it out. Is it Anime Club Pod? It's Anime Club Pod, it, isn't it? It might be. I got logged out, um, oh, and I can't. No. I forgot how to log You'll back. Find in. it. Oh, no. Just give it a Google. We'll figure it out. Um, and you know what? This is this is part of a three episode drop that released on New Year's Day, 2023. Um, I'm glad you were here for it. Well, uh, season two is back, baby. We're in it. Um, it's here. And if you want to leave us a review, that would be wonderful with five stars. And especially if you write something funny, and then I'll read it. Yes. On the show. As long as there's no chicken-headed shit. No chicken-headed. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah. And no, no chicken-headed shit. See, if somebody Please. else says it, it's not us being aggressive. There we go. Yeah. Thank you, Kara, for falling on that sword. Kara, what work would you like, what work of yours should our listener be searching out? Yeah, uh, I don't know if Twitter is going to be around come January 1st. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're recording this on the 28th, but, you Some know, a lot happening. has been happening these remember. past few weeks. Who, who knows? Uh, if, if you want to check out my games, uh, game design stuff, you can find that at C Excursion, spelled S-E-A Excursion, dot itch dot I-O. Uh, nice. Check check those out. I make some cool games, I think. Uh, Stevie, you got something you want to plug? Yeah, I mean, like, check me out here. But, like, also, I mean, maybe there's going to be Twitter in the new year. So if there is Twitter in the new year, you can check me out on Twitter, but also on Instagram, Everlasting. I can get into mine. On a smattering on both platforms. And Max? You can find me on Twitter. Uh, for now, it's at Max underscore attacks. Come say hi, talk about anime, and um, if the site explodes, well, I'll make something new wherever everybody ends up, and then I'll talk about it here on the show. When the dust settles. Yeah. When yeah. the victor mm. rises from the pile of corpses. Yeah. That's a good way to play it with social media. Uh, and I'm uh, Max Newman, let me score. You can find it there, it's all good. Uh, thank you so much again for joining us. We're gonna we're looking forward to see you again next week with Tenchi Muyo OVA number OVA number two episodes one and two or just you know uh, eight and nine to watch your Funimation. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's all. That's the whole podcast. You finished that's it anime. once again. That's Woo! anime. We've done it. We've done it. We did. We, we finished anime. anime. We we solved anime. We anime. And we couldn't have done it without your help. As always, we're so glad you were with us, and we'll see you at the next meeting. Bow, 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 bow. Wow! Wow! also like mm, reset mm-hmm. I, like i push the microphone like away out of like the laptop space like every every time so nothing mm. is nothing is set i have no idea where anything is okay i've done it we're set up i got timed it is we've got our wine cool. with ice cubes in it like a aunt wow classy <laughs> so- yeah 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 <laughs> it's just leftover wine from Christmas dinner and it's really sweet and it's open and I gotta drink it mm. it's Ooh, Christmas that wine yeah. so that sweet. sounds really yeah. good actually it's like some fancy well it's like 
Yeah, it's like it's like, <laughs> it's like really sweet dessert wine. Like you know, at Olive Garden, that fucking um, <laughs> so I used to work there. You'd think I'd remember, but I don't. But like that really sweet cap wine that's slightly carbonated. I no? can safely say I have not been to Olive Garden. I'm so I proud can't, of you. It's can't not say good. That, it's yeah. mostly just Gallo family horse twill bullshit. It's like horse spit. It's none of it's good. There's very few good horse wine. Well. Are you are you suggesting horse there's wine? horse in the That's wine? That's just bourbon. Horse, wine? horse wine's just bourbon. Let's be real here. <laughs> What's happening on this episode? <laughs> We're all recording, right? We're all recording. Yes. We are all recording. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm I'm really glad about that. Okay. This will be one for the outtakes. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Chew that umemoshi, baby. Chew it slowly. Don, quit your fancy ASMR dreaming and wake up. What? We're back. Who's back? Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, of course. Oh, never heard of it. I have. Who are you? I'm Victoria. I'm joining Okashina Podcast as the third chair. Nani? Would everyone stop screaming? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends is a podcast in which two childhood besties, me, Sabrina, and you, Don, and you, Victoria, watch anime together and then discuss what we watch with restrained delight. That's three people. Mm, sounds boring. I'm going back to bed. You can't! You'll miss all the weird, wild, under-the-radar anime we cover. I never agreed to this. It's fun! Check us out on the Moonshot Podcast Network. Insert joke. <laughs>